Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined today by Light and John. Hello, hello. Hey, how you doing? This is Light. Everyone's here for a holiday recording. Holiday recording. This will go. This will end up being the day after the the Christmas. We're gonna do a blog. We're gonna do our blog review. We're gonna go through this. I I got the impression that people posted less blog posts as the holiday was approaching. <laughs> Yeah, well, people people get busy. I think we had some challenges even scheduling for today for all of us. <laughs> yeah, we uh, and I've I've had uh, I'll put this out there as we begin. I've had some sort of food poisoning or stomach thing going on the last day or so, so I may not be on my A game. So please forgive me, listeners. I'll try to get back on. <laughs> well, you know, I just woke up a, an hour or two ago because I got up. I saw that you texted us at like seven in the morning. I was like. What? I'm not even coherent. <laughs> seven, especially on a, on a holiday. Yeah, I was I was yeah. wide awake. Though. I know you I were dark because you're 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 responding <laughs> at seven a.m. I'm like ready. I'm like I'm going back to sleep. I'm I'm, I'm not functioning yet. <laughs> I'm on a daily. Uh, I'm just a regular daily routine. I got to be up at like five thirty a.m. to get the kiddos off and up and all that. And on days that I'm not. Uh, having to do that i still tend to wake up that early uh, adding to that i slept all day yesterday because <laughs> the stomach thing um yeah i was up pretty early i, I held off a couple hours before i sent <laughs> <laughs> as soon as i saw that that john was on the internet active i said <laughs> you guys get up too early man like i i just got up to <laughs> piss and feed the cat and then went back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> Well, what blogs do we got today? Uh, looks like we do have a couple of the, that both of you found. Bad apples in classes, clerics. People don't like clerics. So this is on what? The V, v Donut Valley blog? VDonutValley.wordpress.com. Bad apples and clerics. This is a new blog for me. I've never... Uh, yeah, I've not run into this, this one before. yet either. This is the first time I've seen it. I'm not sure where... Did you, I'm not sure where we got this one from. Or how we came across it. What the article does is they kind of talk about how the cleric, the concept is is based on the Christian or the Christian origin of it, and then they kind of look at some other um, various historic religions as well, and then they give you some variations. Now, the variations, as he says in this, he, she, they. I'm not sure who who posted this. I don't I don't see the name here immediately. V donut. The variations are, as you say, say is they're very unbalanced and totally unplay tested clerical portfolios for OSE type game, but they give a very different and very fun options to play. So it's kind of trying to come up with some variations for clerics that are more interesting for your game. It's not a full class. It just kind of replaces a few things and gives you a few different options there. You could adjust with, I'd say you almost, it gives you some, What's the word I'm looking for? It gives you some ideas of how you can adjust the cleric, but doesn't actually do the adjusting, like give you a full class to do it with. No, the concepts that they have, I think are interesting because as you mentioned, many of the um, other clerics are very Christian-based, Western-based religions. So they have one called ancestral worship, which is more Asian-based. So I find that interesting um, as well, obviously, because well, I'm Asian, so I'm more familiar with... Um, ancestral uh i'm gonna call it worship but at least honoring 
So I do appreciate them looking at some other options for religious holy people, you know, uh, versus your traditional, I'm a priest or I'm a crusader type. Yeah, so I don't know how you guys feel about it, but when, when, I, when I'm running a campaign or thinking about world building or anything, I can't help, you know, I'm not, I'm a non-believer in, in real life. And for me, I just, from my end, I just see clerical spells and powers coming from the same place that wizard spells come. It's just the clerics are funneling through their own belief system. And even if we were to run into a God, it would, it would be very mortal, um, right a mortal being you know with just a lot of power so and i just i don't really spell that out i let character uh players you know interpret the world the way they want to without really defining it so i think that you know there's a lot of options here and for doing he's he's approaching this from a world building which is very helpful i know i've seen other supplements that people have released for coming up with your impact you know, we yep. talked about it the last show somebody else had so yeah there was a pantheon worksheet on one of those blogs i think i think it was the last blog review we did the pantheon worksheet. yeah and there was a, a cool zine for the last zine quest that a pamphlet of pantheons i believe it was called so well i also want to point out and, I, and i'll have to get the information but we'll have to review this felix dester Holtgreen, I believe it's pronounced. I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce his last name. He has done this wonderful little uh, PDF book of, it's called What You Believe In, What Now? And it's essentially just variations on just world religions. And it's almost like a, like random charts and stuff on creating and building up a religion. It's pretty neat. As you said, I'm a, I, I don't believe in magic or gods and things like that but i love them i buy like material on religion to read i find it fascinating and i find it really fascinating in game the idea of all these crazy powerful gods you know like like the old um norse mythologies and all these other pantheons that have existed through history that stuff has always been an interesting thing to read through for me so i think that's i think it's neat and having clerics that reflect some of the other religions and stuff that exist in the world i think that's a good idea that's pretty cool again i do feel that there is there is a lot of of uh not a lot of folks are not so <laughs> fond of the cleric. No, I think it's depending <laughs> on how you play the cleric, because you know, if you're a Viking worshiping the Norse gods, I think might be an interesting cultural element of it. Um, you know, the next time we play, you know, maybe I'll rope like a Jesus freak evangelical cleric just to play that and see how it is. I mean, you know, I'm also an atheist as well, too, but it might be different. But, um, I think you know, it's balancing the skill sets and then how it impacts the game, I think is interesting because I know, for example, like say. Dungeon Crawl Classics, you can get disfavors from your god that can severely impact <laughs> your spell casting in the game. So I think that adds an interesting element to the game mechanic there. Um, so, you know, again, I do understand why clerics may not be popular with everybody, but I think if we expand it into some of the other classes, like the Edlutu here, where it's more, you know, druidic or more mage or more thief-like, it can um, sort of go beyond the traditional, you know, however you want to put it, hammer and fire <laughs> type of cleric, right? So, <laughs> All right. Are we going to move on to the next one? Yep. This is Dyson's, Dyson's blog. 
Dyson logos. I think uh, I I'm not sure if my listeners are familiar with Dyson's Dodecahedron, an RPG blog with a few maps. Dyson logos does a lot of maps online. Good stuff to check out. I know that I know that uh, John, you've used some of them in game just recently, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's <laughs> he's done. He's been a like a um, long term OSR community guy very involved and um has done a mountain of work he's even done some 5e work but a lot of creators have used his his uh, maps he has a patreon he which i i'm on i just do a dollar a month because i don't use a lot of stuff and i want to support a lot of people but he um he's given he gives away a lot of stuff for free which i really appreciate and he's also on the left <laughs> side of the political spectrum so i appreciate that as well <laughs> so uh this blog post i added this to um to it because it it hits on my nostalgia and my favorite version of dungeons and dragons which is the 1981 bx and it's just he's talking about his um his introduction to it his love for it and why it's his favorite version as well so your 81BX is the pre-Holmes Beckme one? So Holmes Holmes came out first in 77, I oh, think. Yeah, this sorry. is or 70, 78, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is before Beckme, yeah. This is the Mold Bay uh Marsh Cook basic expert. Okay. Got um it. it uh yeah. So and Beckme kind of took that and built on it. So but yeah, it's not a whole lot to discuss here other than uh, if you have any love for or appreciation of the BX, uh, it's a nice little write-up he did here. This is my classic 1981 BX. I, yeah, he's, it seems to me that he talks about the nostalgia involved in, in why he likes it and stuff like that, which is something I totally understand. I can't say my nostalgia had to do with BX because I never touched any form of basic until rule cyclopedia came around we we weren't kids playing basic we played advanced <laughs> dungeons and dragons we're big kids <laughs> when i got into it at least that was kind of the mindset that i noticed yeah no i mean i started with the uh, bx but then played probably most of my time as a ch- child with the uh, beckme editions but you know i do have a lot of nostalgia for it as well too especially some of the artwork what do you think, you know, mm-hmm. John and us have had discussions upon? <laughs> Errol Otis. Yeah, I know. Can't go wrong. Errol Otis. So <laughs> you were with Errol Otis. I, I was more the Larry Elmore. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. The next one we have there is a dungeon for BX on Grid Mapper. So this. Yeah, this is another. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go sorry, ahead. This is, so this is on an Ash, Ash Zillitz blog. Yeah, and we've. We've covered, I think we may have done a post from Ash. We, we have, we have. Almost every single time we've mm-hmm. done this now. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I, the more and more, uh, more stuff of his I've I seen, or theirs, uh, I see, uh, the more I'm digging it. This is uh, a whole, uh, basically a whole dungeon. Um, it looks pretty complicated. <laughs> really, <laughs> so, yeah, really, really well laid out. Um, go ahead. Uh, he uses this thing called Grid Mapper to make the dungeon. Did anybody mess with that? No, no. I had a hard time getting it to do what I wanted. I want to spend a little more time trying to figure it out. But essentially, the post is 
is talking about how he discovered grid mapper and went ahead and made a dungeon out of it and post the dungeon here and i was having a difficult time getting it to uh do what i wanted like i couldn't figure out how to insert the right things in the right places um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm having a hard time 100 figuring out the grid mapper and uh, it's interesting to me it's cool i just wish i knew more how to use it I, i'm gonna have to spend a little more time to figure it out and but if you want this dungeon and you're looking for a little dungeon it's got encounter tables and everything else. It's right there on ashzealot.wordpress.com. I mean, it's a, can I, yeah, go ahead, John. I just wanted to add a note to this uh, random encounter table. Um, it's your typical classic uh, monsters, rats, sturges, um, orcs, goblins. But the last two items at the D12 table are 11 is you find the trail of one of the first 10 encounters and you roll to see which one it is and the and 12 is you find two of them <laughs> and you have to roll how they're reacting to each other when you find it they could be i guess friendly or or um adversaries i just love that adds you know it it it's a way to answer what are these things doing when we find them well you know if you bump into some orcs and dwarves at the same time they're probably gonna get in a fight <laughs> Yeah, but get, give it a chance that they're not, and then that's an interesting thing that's going to unfold too. <laughs> or if you have what two dwarves and gnome party show up and they're friendly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this dungeon looks to be like a twenty-eight heat encounter, so it's a you know a mid-size dungeon. It's not not a mega dungeon, but <laughs> still a good size. No, but it it would probably take you a few weeks to get through this. Yeah, this would take me it. two or three sessions probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been it's very, um, the way it's written out is very bullet point, uh, not wall of text, but kind of like just kind of gives you the pertinent information to each room. Very playable. Yeah, uh, I, I love how he's laid out the bullet points because I hate the ones that have like blocks of paragraphs and you got like decipher. What can you share with the party? What can you not? I think all of us have run games where we like read out the wrong part <laughs> of the yeah. paragraph. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh wait, or, a secret door. Oh, no, wait. wait, never mind. There's no secret door here. <laughs> my my thing is I'll miss one important sentence of buried in a paragraph, which completely changes the it changes the, the uh, encounter there. Rest yeah. of that, and the rest of the adventure I'm running is basically my own hack of of what was supposed to happen because I missed messed up. No, but, so yeah. I certainly appreciate the bullet point. I mean, I think we've covered this before in other podcasts in regards to the layout of modules and writings and keeping it clean, crisp, I think is good. You know, he's, bold-faced at any traps that are in the room or any um, special people that are in the room so that you don't miss that and see it. So I, I do appreciate how he's laid it out. Yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying the Ash, Ash Zealots blog here, uh, ashzealot.wordpress.com. Moving along, we got another one from Leyline Press. They've been continuing the, the review of OSR system, a comparative review of them. This one is one I've never heard of. Yeah, it's, it's called new, new to me as well. Quarrel and Fable, and it's got a link to the actual game on um on Drive Through RPG. It's apparently a variant of Maze Rats hack, and as he, as he says, it's intended to capture the feel of the flighting fantasy and choose your own adventure books. 
and it's just a brief review there telling you a bit about it and kind of what what his deal is just kind of all those all, how all those have been there's been a great series of posts going on at Leyline press i suggest checking them out quarrel and fables new to me i don't have a lot of an opinion about it uh, my only exposure to this game is what i've read here so we'll have to i might have to go to drive through and download it and give it another look over yeah it's a ama- it looks like it's a maze rat hack um most people i think have heard of if they're not really familiar with maze rats it's uh ben Milf- milton's uh I guess very extreme rules light Dungeons and Dragons hack, basically. And this is just another uh, take on that. Yeah. So if it's based on like the uh, fighting fantasy book series, you know, I have a lot of nostalgia for that because I read some of those growing up. It was published in the UK by the, the British Steve Jackson, not the Texas Steve Jackson, but there's a British mm-hmm. Steve Jackson that did a whole series of uh, fantasy fight, choose your own adventure type of games where you could roll like you know d6 type of dice for it and um you know those adventures are really fun i may be porting one of those over to one of our campaigns in the future so you know okay there are two things certain in life death and taxes yeah my and now we're gonna talk taxes <laughs> man i was i was I got to organize like my finances and my tax shit right now over the holidays and i am not looking forward to doing that <laughs> Well, this next post is coinsandscrolls.blogspot.com and it has 1D20 ludicrous taxes. Yes, uh, it's this is the blog for Skirples, who is um, well known, I believe, for being the creator of Tomb of the Serpent Kings, which is his uh, introduction to old school gaming for people that are new to it. It's a wonderful dungeon. I love it. Um, and I really like this because I'm always looking for interesting ways to try to make the party poor. Um, <laughs> I, never get a, I never get around to it because I, don't, I haven't spent a lot of time on downtime stuff so far on this campaign that I'm running. But I, I, like, I like this. There are always, in the, no matter what setting, real life, fantasy, you're gonna there are gonna be people wanting to take your money and justifying it <laughs> through taxes. So yeah, so there it is. Uh D20, and that's on coinsandscrolls.blogspot.com. And some of them are so anybody wanna highlight any of the specific ones? There's a tax on taxes. I do remember that. A tax tax. <laughs> yeah, there, well, there's a sword tax. So, you know, basically pain to be armed um <laughs> that would hit the hit any party um as you come in i mean yeah th- that might be a good one as they're entering the town to keep your your weapons there's a tax on the sword tax all weapons are taxed at a rate <laughs> we could have some fun with that uh number 13 nipple tax yeah i saw that oh one. my yeah is interesting and uh <laughs> it's it's so this it's, is this it's not what you think <laughs> yeah this is just uh <laughs> taxing you on i guess livestock and how many <laughs> livestock and otherwise in your household yeah the one that i thought was interesting with the gravity tax because that sounded like more extortion well i guess taxes are extortion indirectly but yeah. <laughs> pay up or float off pay up. your local uh, civic mage pours some gravity into into you every thursday if you've paid your taxes if not gravity fades over a week's 
until you drift upwards like an untethered balloons. Pleasants wear lead shoes and shuffle. Misers and the elderly bounce around indoors, eating off the top of wardrobes. Maybe the entire state is inverted. So uh, the gravity tax, if you don't want to drift off or be a peasant wearing lead boots, you might want to pay your gravity tax so you can stick to the ground. <laughs> but inter interesting concepts. I think all three of us may be entertaining for our respective games. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure our respective parties are going to love getting taxed for like the sword tax where um, Logar, your sword will be heavily taxed. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not looking forward to this at all. <laughs> Magic item origin. This is Greyhawk Grognard. He's got a good little site. I go to this a lot. What we have here is just, it's, it's not the, it's, it's, it's very Greyhawk specific. And essentially what he's doing is giving origins for various, like a, a little D100 table for origins of magic items in the campaign. And it is location specific and, and, uh, and stuff like that too. Orth or the Flaness or what's well, Greyhawk, the setting, the Greyhawk setting essentially. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Greyhawk. I think you are too. Uh, I haven't run a campaign there since I was a teen, probably, <laughs> but um, I love it's it's uh, it's my definition of the Dungeons and Dragons setting. Uh, I I did pick up Forgotten Realms when it first came out, but it, it's never uh, overtaken Greyhawk for me. I, I also follow this blog and um, enjoy it. Then we have an OSR news roundup. It looks like on thirdkingdomgames.com, they're planning on doing a, a regular roundup for, for OSR news. So, and they kind of put a little notifications of news. So if you would have something you would like included, please email me the details at thirdkingdomgames at gmail.com. So if you want something included, you can send it there. Notifications of news releases, please include links as well as one or two on description. Kickstarters, looking for games for local players, any sales or promotions involving your products, anything else or sorry, related. And they have a few different releases posted there, some in drive-through. Uh, the Dungeon Plumbers is one. A few things from itch.io and stuff like that. Uh, it's worth a look to see what they have there. And we'll put the, as always, we'll put the links in the show notes. So you can click on there and check out that uh, that post and see what all is being being brought up that's new coming up around the interwebs. Uh, yeah, so the third uh, Kingdom Games is Todd Leback, who he does the he releases the populated hex series of um, zines and books, and he's a local Virginian, lives right across the mountain from me. So oh uh, yeah <laughs> I've got I've got some of his stuff I believe. Yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. Give him a shout out. <laughs> I think it's also interesting because they'll be highlighting like different Kickstarters and stuff, which um I'd be curious to see what type of new material is coming out as well too because um, it seems like there's a lot of different platforms that people have for releasing items now between you know itch.io uh Kickstarter and then drive through. So I'd be curious to see again what becomes a more prevalent platform for people to start self-releasing yeah i think i think that with the stuff going on and people being upset with kickstarter right now and itch.io seems to be getting a lot more people there there's a few others i've seen people are going to 
I'm curious to see where a lot of stuff's going to be coming out the next couple of years. It's, it'll be interesting to see. I think there, there's going to be some sort of shift. Yeah, likewise. I mean, on this recent update that they had, they had one for HIO, a couple for drive through, and then a couple like self-release with like Delver, for example, on his own website. My thing with HIO is I don't see HIO as being the central hub for role-playing games because the interface is very video game focused right. and it doesn't even have a place to search for tabletop role-playing games on there it's all kind of focused on video games while it's useful for putting out tabletop games and pdfs and you can sell some of your stuff on there unless they make changes to be a little more inclusive of the role-playing community i don't see it being the dominating place no yeah i agree with you i i like the concept but if I try to find something and don't have a direct link to the product, yeah, you won't find it. <laughs> it. It's a it's a wall of indie video games that I'm looking at, and that I hopefully you know with this seems to be getting more popular. Hopefully they you know make some changes to make it easier to find just uh, the tabletop specific. Um, and maybe they have, and we just don't know what we're doing because we're old, but <laughs> uh, I've not been able to figure it out. It's, uh, there it is seems like, to be a, a young man's place or a young person's place there. So they're, they're probably laughing at us right all now. Right, but, so we, we need to call code Jake, have code Jake come on the show and explain. To us. Yeah. Get, get, get some millennials or younger to explain this to yeah. us. So. <laughs> The next one I have is lordmatches.wordpress.com. And this I'm just going to do real quick. If you play Alien, here's a bunch of, I guess they had some issues with the existing hirelings and NPCs in the book. So what they've given you is a bunch of NPCs and hirelings for using in your Alien game. I'm sure you can use it with other Year Zero games as well. And we'll put a link to that there. And I think we have one more for today. Am I correct, John? I added one. Um, uh, if you guys have both seen it, it's, it's in the D4 Caltrips again. Yes. I just found this one while we were recording, and I I thought it was fantastic. Uh, it's it's from this week, so it's previous week. It's D100 Random Rules and Ruling Rulings, and it's just a bunch of well, 100 house rules. Oh, nice. Uh, I would just read through it and see if any of them I like, but you, to have fun, you could just uh, do a random roll. But, you know, some of the things are um, uh, clerics can drop heavy armors for a spell. Uh, ones on damage rolls explode. Elves can swap starting language for a type of animal speech. Just, a, you know, I, I'm going to love reading through this 100 list. Another great post from D4 Caltrips. I'm, I, I've liked what D4 Caltrips, Caltrips has been putting out. I wonder if there's, there is there any sort of print of these these lists, all these many random tables that they've put out there? Or is that like a print version? Or is that, in the, I, I'd be curious to see that something like that come out. I think that could be a cool product because there's enough. Yeah, there, I'm not, really. I've never run across it. Um, and to be honest, his his uh website here is not the most user friendly so he certainly doesn't have a sidebar with a way to order or support or anything him or yeah her. it's uh, just kind of so. post listed down um but there i mean it's been solid stuff 
So, all right. I think that's about all we have today. Right. Sounds good. If you've enjoyed what you heard, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. We respond there kind of regularly. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. And keep those dice rolling. If you have any blogs you want to share with us, go ahead and get them posted over to us. Yeah, if you got if you got a post that you think we'd be interested in talking about, you got something cool, we're definitely I can't promise we'll cover everything that we get, but definitely shoot us a shoot us a message. Bye bye.